2: Grew up in Groovyside, right under the Aiken Avenue Bridge, right near Shadyside Hospital. From the time I was a kid until last night, the number one thing folks in the burg complain about, the streets. Snow plows. Not debatable. Number one. And I'm talking potholes, bike lanes, taxes, schools, jobs, uh uh-uh. Snow plows. Street cleaning. Wintertime. And you know what, only old school Pittsburghers who live it, breathe it, feel it, understand the magnitude of the frustration. And I heard some info about an hour ago from some of my sources, and I'll tell you what I do, whenever a big storm like this hits, I reach out to my sources in public works. How many folks are working? How many plows are working? Who's hitting the streets? Is the job getting done? and it benefits me, and it benefits you. So check this out. One of my boys in public works tells me the new mayor, Ed Ganey, did something I've never heard a mayor do. Pretty cool stuff, and I'm gonna let the mayor tell you himself, because this, this is good stuff. This is great stuff, and this is what an old school, born and raised in Pittsburgh guy would do, what Ed Ganey did last night. Mr. Mayor, good morning, how are you? Oh, good morning, morning. How you doing? Fantastic. Tell our folks what you did for most of last night, sir.
3: Yeah. Um, when we took office, we knew that um, public works would be our number one priority. So yesterday around uh, 530 a.m., we went down to Division 4 um, to talk to the workers to let them know that um, we're going to work with them. We know that there's a lot of the um, issues they still have. They need more equipment. Uh, they need more manpower. But we was going to be with them and that they wouldn't hear us talk negative. All they would hear us talk is about positive and how we together can help create a city where we get the snow off the streets and everything else. So last night the snow came, and I had my team go out with everybody. I had Jake Wheatley on the north side. I had um, Jake Pollock on the south end, and myself, I was, on Brook- I was in Brookline. Um, and, you know, I was there because, one, I wanted to understand how the equipment was used and how many big trucks they had on the road, how many small trucks they had to hit the secondary streets, and what did they still need? And, you know, the guy, Matt, uh, he was incredible last night. Let me say that first and foremost. I was very proud of the public works employees. They did a, 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 a great job. Um, today we'll be hitting a lot of the secondary streets. But last night it was an eye-opener because, you know, he was, he was the only big truck that they had that right now, if you get down, could go up in the Brookline and do what was necessary to do. Um, he did a phenomenal job. I'll tell you a short story, Marty. We were on a street called Queensboro. Um, it's a hill. And so he told me that he goes up backwards because the reason why he goes up backwards is because when the salt comes out, he can come back down and go back up to where, as the salt is melting, he's getting more traction to be able to get to the top of the hill, which was phenomenal because most of the time people think you come down front ways. But he went up back ways so that he can make sure that he got the whole hill. Um, the, 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 the thing that we, I saw last night, Marty, was one, there was a, a family. They, they, were, they were snowed in. We helped them out. We did the street, but as we were doing the street, we also um, got the shovel and snowed them out. But there was also an accident on Queensboro last night where a guy slid down and hit a car. So I had the details that I, I had the detail, placed detail at the top of the hill so no more cars could come down until he got that hill done. And he got that hill done, and that, it was amazing. So, you know, was it a perfect picture last night, Marty? No, but I've been in the city my whole life. There's never going to be a perfect picture for a snow day. We have room for improvement, but last night I was very happy um, with the employees of Public Works. They went to work, and they did a hell of a job and everything else.
2: I think it's amazing what you did. Uh, you didn't call the big media folks in. You didn't say, hey, where's my camera shot? What you did was you got with the folks who live it, and you lived it, and you saw it firsthand. The message this sends to this town is I give a damn, and I understand what the problems are, and I think that's vital, don't you, sir?
3: Absolutely, and I, you know, I also want to say thank you to Anthony Cargill, Councilman Car- Cargill, because he met me out there yesterday, and we gave him a, and you know, I watched Matt tell him just how we were going to go around and plow um, the the streets and the hills. I call them mountains in, in Brookline, and he did that. So I want, i also want to thank Councilman Cargill for coming out um, and just getting the understanding of the lay of the land and what we were going to do. But Marty, you you hit the nail right on the head. Listen, we we understand how important the streets are. We understand how important it is to get snow store removal done. Um, Like I said before, it wasn't a perfect picture last night. We understand the deficiencies that we have, and we're willing to go improve them. But I was happy with them because, you know, they did a great job, and they got it done. The main arteries, majority of the main arteries um, to the city is done. You can get around. Secondary streets will be hit today. So I'm very proud of Public Works.
2: Mayor Ganey, you know, you said it wasn't perfect. What's fascinating about the 4th Division, they only had four trucks last night out of ten. They had no foreman or, or supervisor. They were both out. So you saw firsthand the issues, didn't you, sir?
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I know personnel is an issue, and we have to address that. But, you know, Marty, I'll be honest, so is the equipment. We're going to have to address that. This was a learning for us. This was the last thing was learning to see what was needed. Um, we hear a lot about it, but until you get out there with the people that do this every single day, you really don't get a picture of exactly what they're going through or the equipment that, that, that they need and why they need it. Last night was educational. I pre—I want to say thank you to Matt. I want to thank you, say thank you to um fourth division. Um, you know, and, I, and like I said, we are going to work with them. There's no microwave meals. It's not going to happen overnight, but we're going to improve over time. That's a promise.
2: Mayor Ganey, I, I really appreciate you taking the time out because I think the city knows that you're here to hit the streets hard and that you grew up here and you know these streets. And I, I tell you what, it put a big smile on my face this morning at a time where folks get real irritated by the weather. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, buddy, and have a great weekend. All right, man. That's cool. Hey, man. Look, (laughs) I grew up here. We've been screaming about this since I was a little, little boy. And the simple fact that that man got in the trucks and his other staff got in the trucks and rode. I'm told some folks rode all night. I'm told the mayor was in the trucks till after one in the morning. Seriously. The message that sends is, I give a damn. And check it out. There weren't any reporters called. There weren't any TV cameras there. This wasn't a show, man. That tells me that this is the real deal. That's the real deal. All right, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. By the way, you know, I like the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth is the road situation, the plowing situation, the public work situation has sucked here for a long, long time. Long, long time. But at the end of the day, it has to be addressed. Oh, It has to be addressed. And the fact that the mayor was out last night riding around with public works folks is a good sign. But here's the real deal. Not disparaging what he did. But let me read this to you from folks who work the streets. So last night the mayor went out in the fourth division, okay? Four trucks out of 10. That's it. So you're supposed to have 10 trucks out. They only had four. There was no foreman. There was no supervisor. In other words, they're probably getting about 40% of the streets done that they should. I'm just saying. And let me read this to you at least 10 guys in one division out with COVID in the last two weeks. COVID. So so here are the issues. They've got equipment issues. They've got staff issues. They've got morale issues. They've got leadership issues. And as a point of fact, not disparaging what Ed Gainey did, because I love it. And I love the initiative. Uh, O'Connor went out with public works on his first week. And so did Peduto in this first week. So you know. But my point is they didn't call the TV crews. They didn't call the newspaper guys. They didn't call the talk hosts. I heard this from the guys on the streets. That's my other point. Here's the issue. You got morale problems. You have leadership problems. And when the mayor and all of his staff are driving around with your people and they're saying, Here's what we're going to do for you. Here's what we're going to do to make this right. I got to tell you, it offers hope. But, but let me say this. Let me say this. As we kind of conflate health care issues and snow plowing, you're saying, huh? Oakland, UPMC, right? Several thousand employees converging on a really, important segment right of our town healthcare this note this morning all the roads in oakland were snow covered this morning same old same old not touched ridiculous for all the healthcare workers verbatim verbatim and then i got sent pictures from oakland this morning 605 a.m. marty Streets not touched. Pictures sent to me a few minutes ago from the south side. 6.05 a.m. this morning, Marty. Street not touched. I am not laying this at the feet of Ed Gainey. I'm not. What I'm suggesting is if you want this town to work, you got to clean the streets. You can't complain about the hills. You can't complain about the alleyways. You can't. You got to get it done. The best way to ingratiate yourself, to make yourself great in this town, is to clean the streets in this town. And when health care workers trying to get to the office at 6 a.m. from a snow that fell 12 hours earlier, and the streets haven't been touched, they're hacked off, and they should be. Thank you,
4: Mr. Mayor, though, for jumping right into the middle of this madness. Even before the first ballot was cast, the former president was preemptively sowing doubt about the election results. He built his lie over months. wasn't based on any facts. He was just looking for an excuse, a pretext, to cover for the truth. He's not just a former president. He's a defeated former president. Defeated by a margin of over 7 million of your votes in a full and free and fair election. There is simply zero proof the election results are inaccurate. It's and here's the truth: it's enough. the former it's president enough. of the United States of you America has created. What the, the hell's he doing, of... man? What's he doing?
2: You won, man. Man, what the hell's that about? Who does that help? We get it, man. That was so. Man, right now, Mr. President, you tell me, well, I need four vaccines. You tell me, sir, well, I need to quarantine. You tell me, sir, are we going to shut down? You tell me where I can get a damn rapid test. Tell me something that can help my family. Tell me something that can help save lives. Tell me something I give a damn about. Instead, what he did was he poured gasoline in our heads and handed us matches again how does that help america i'm serious anyone out there 866-391-1020 for the great peacemaker who wants america to be united as one how is biden yesterday any better than trump i would say yesterday he was worse 866 391 prove me wrong from two people I would trust with my life, Karen. I so much agree with you. Marty, he should have recognized the folks who were hurt. He should have recognized the police who tried to protect folks. He should have recognized Vice President Pence. I was so mad he gave Trump and Republicans ammunition for the future in lieu of extending a hand. Way off, Mark. Spot on. From Angela. We need to worry about the seriousness of COVID. God bless you. I worry every day. We got to help people. Move on. A year has passed. Too many people have died. From two women, I would die for. J.D., John Delano. Good morning, brother. Hey, good morning, Marty. Happy New
5: Year to you and to our Orthodox friends. Merry Christmas.
2: I would trust John with the truth every single time I call him. That speech, sir, you tell me, how does that help America?
5: Well, that was a speech aimed and directed to his base, to the president's supporters, people who felt that he hadn't spoken out strongly enough. It was a very forceful speech. I will say this, Marty, regardless of how you feel about the content, it was a well-delivered speech, one of his better speeches, uh, uh, well-crafted. And I think the focus for him was to that day, yesterday, was January 6th. How are you going to acknowledge what happened on January 6th, which was a storming of the Capitol? And for any of us who worked there, and you know I worked there for 14 years, uh, it was the, the pictures, was they were horrifying. But J.D.,
2: J.D., I get it. So, but how what, does that help a divided country, what he did yesterday? There's no way oh, I think, did. Yeah, I don't think that was the goal. <laughs> oh, well, well then, then, then he has a I bigger think, problem. I, of being yeah, clueless. well, you, and
5: that's exactly what you argued, and you made your point as you always do very well. I think that the the fact is that this was a speech that was directed to it. it there was no way that you're going to convince Trump supporters that the election wasn't stolen. Right. They believe it, and they uh, nothing the president says, nothing the vice president says, nothing members of Congress say or senators say, nothing is going to change that view. Hold on, JD, and, this
2: is why you're so smart. So why the hell do it, man?
5: Well, because he it was January 6th, and he wanted to speak to his base. Come on, That's man. the point I'm making. And, and I think that, uh, as I say, I think if you listen to folks who believe him and believe in what he says, they thought that he kicked it out of the ballpark. Uh, So, you know, you're going to get differences of opinion on this, just like we do on everything else in politics that I cover. And I
2: I can't find a rapid test. J.D., you might have to get two boosters right in front of me. Nothing about that. Nothing about fair. to deliver. This was
5: not the time for that speech. Why isn't it? And Marty, I I don't think I don't think it's right to ask him on January 6th to talk about the pandemic. He's going to give speeches on? because that's when he gives his talks based on the current events of the day and in the surroundings that make sense. This was January 6th. He was acknowledging... I know what the day is. January we've been talking 6th. about it so for his, more next than a year. He's going, every single day. he's going to talk about voting rights next week uh-huh. in Atlanta. Um, and, you know, they'll pick their locales for each of these things. That's how the White House operates. The, it was the same with Trump, same with Obama, same with Bush. You know, they calculate their moments for a talk. A talk on January 6th about the pandemic would have made little sense to a lot of
2: people. I'll tell you what would have made a lot of sense if he was telling people where to get tested, John. John, uh, no one can, no, 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 I'm talking about people dying. I don't give a damn about him regurgitating the same anger that we've had for a year. That doesn't help.
5: I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you at all. I'm just saying that I think that a speech about the pandemic, you don't deliver it in the rotunda, the (laughs) the Statuary hall of the Capitol on January 6th. Hmm. So you can, you can argue that he ought to do more yes, and that he should speak out on the pandemic. That's a very legitimate complaint. Uh, I, I'm just talking about the appropriateness of when you do it, and yes, that would not have been an appropriate occasion. J.D., you're my madam
2: You're the best. Thank you,
1: sir.
2: Hey, <laughs> always fun getting in a discussion with you, Marty. I love it. Yep. J.D., who will have to get a second vax, second booster, run along with me. J.D., who can't find rapid test, just like I can. Instead, we just yell and scream about Trump's a bum again. Okay, So he preached to the same angry people that'll
4: be angry today, angry tomorrow, and angry the next day. No one helped by that. And here's the truth. The former president of the United States of America has created and spread a web of lies about the 2020 election. He's done so because he values power over principle, because he sees his own interest. Is more important than his country's interest, than America's interest. The former president who lies about this election and the mob that attacked this Capitol could not be further away from the core American values. They want to rule or they will ruin. Ruin what our country fought for at Lexington and Concord, at Gettysburg, in Omaha Beach, Seneca Falls, Selma, Alabama. All right, I'm done.
2: Best comment I heard all day from one of my boys. Biden did this for 2024 and the possibility of Trump running again. Bam. Bam. I was born at night, on last night. I was born on a Thursday, but not this Thursday. Come on, Joe. Hook a brother up. Step outside the box. We get what January 6th was. You ain't changing no one's mind. What he was doing right there, right there, was hurting America, hurting America. As one of my boys just texted me, get over it, man. Man, it bad. Bad. Tom, go ahead. Hi. Yeah,
5: I thought, I thought Biden's uh, speech was fantastic, and I, I ask you to have any of your callers call in with an explanation. If there was so much fraudulent balloting done all over the country, how come all the down votes were okay and there was no fraud in the down votes? And a lot of Republicans took how many seats out of the House? That's right.
2: Okay. But we've been hearing it for a year, brother. Sorry, ma'am, but... I respect and admire your opinion, but duh is what I could have said when he was done. Huh? Hey Joe, thanks for regurgitating what happened January sixth. Thanks for blaming Trump again. Hey, hey, Joe. Can I ask one question? Uh uh, yeah, yeah, Joe. How does this help America, sir? Huh? How does this help America, sir? Huh? Tom, go ahead, man.
1: Marty, you elect a reality TV personality to be president. Then you elect another guy to fix COVID, unite the country instead of dividing the country. Okay? And he's supposed, he's supposed to be in charge. He's supposed to be the adult in the room. right. He goes on TV. right. And, and he throws gasoline on it. Right. I want to know which one is Killer Kowalski and which one's Bruno San Martino. Because this kid like studio wrestling. right. Ridiculous.
2: Now, no, no, Tom could have written that speech for me. Wasn't Joe supposed to help America heal? Wasn't he, Tom?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, it it was ridiculous. And since when does the vice president tee up the president before a major speech? I don't even want to start. It's getting comical. And I don't know, man. I'm going to get like a beetle and find a place where I don't have to pay taxes and live in a home. I don't, I don't even, know.
2: I don't even want to start it on her. I'm just I'm not going to do it. He hurt America yesterday. He was supposed to heal America. Prove me wrong, man. Prove me wrong. How did that help America? How did that get me rapid tests? Huh? Huh? Tom, go ahead.
5: Marty, I think I'm coming from the same place as you. I am a a middle-of-the-road voter here. I yearn for the days of Bill Clinton and Newt Gingrich. Where are those men and women now who can get along and be from different philosophies? All this speech was yesterday was evidence to me of the fact that the, the polarization is total and concrete on both sides. And there's a growing number of people like you and me in the middle who are Dying and aching and screaming
1: for some sanity. Thank you. That was a, that, that that speech should not have been delivered in the rotunda of the United States Capitol. It's shameful what he did. It is.
2: And it was destructive. I'm going to give Todd the last word. Go ahead, man. Thanks for holding. Uh, Marty? Yes, sir. Oh sorry. Um so I don't agree with what you're saying at all. Yeah. I think the country is divided because the Republicans are not letting the big lie go. It has to be addressed. So I, I just don't agree with you. I think How does yeah, that change COVID any mind? My man, whose mind did that change yesterday? Whose mind? Well it's gotta someone has, someone has to say something. We've been saying it for to, a year, man. People are not being told the truth. Who hasn't who hasn't been told the truth? Man, we've been hearing this rhetoric for a year, brother. Where you been at? Tell me where to get a rapid test, Joe. Joe, how many boosters will I need, Joe? Joe, tell me if I can get help if I go to a hospital today, Joe. Tell me how we're going to help hospitals. They're on the verge of collapse, Joe. Joe, I don't give a damn about you regurgitating angry things about January 6th.